Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show, hour number two, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. It's already the, uh, this week it'll be the, uh, what, the 10th and 11th of uh, December. And uh, Christmas is uh, is rolling. All the holidays are rolling. Uh, real quick before we dive into everything, heirloom soup beans might be kind of a cool thing to send the foodie in your life or maybe to get for yourself. They've got this really, really cool package right here in the office of uh, legacy lentils and beans. And if you like chili and if you like uh, uh, ham and beans, or as I like to call it, ham hocks and beans, as my mom used to call it, heirloom soup beans might be kind of cool, loaded with nutrients, and uh, and they're awesome. And they're awesome. And a giant discount for my listeners. So just go to heirloomsoupbeans.com. You'll see my lovely face on there. Heirloom Soup Beans. That's H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M. Heirloomsoupbeans.com for uh, for Christmas or for uh, Hanukkah or whatever. Yeah, there you go. So uh, did you hear? Um, Crispin Cinema switched sides. No, no, <laughs> that's not, no, 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 no. No, she has uh, decided to switch sides, and, and she is not going to be a, a Democrat anymore, and she's not going to be a Republican. She is going to be an independent, and I believe we have some audio yesterday when she made the decision. I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm independent. Yeah, me too. I'm, whatever you said, independent. Yeah, that is actually, I think that is, uh, it could be my baby, Lindsey Graham talking to her. It's very uh, light voice there. I don't need anybody. I'm I'm independent. Right yeah, on. me too. I'm whatever you said, independent. Independent and uh, Kristen Cinema. Now, by the way, just to put it in perspective, uh, remember that uh, fifty-one forty-nine thing that uh, you know. Well, now it's fifty forty-nine and one. So, if you uh, wanted to know, and that's pretty that's pretty substantial. She's changing her party affiliation to Independent, delivering a jolt to Democrats' narrow margin and Washington along with it. In a 45-minute interview, the first-term senator told Politico she'll not caucus with Republicans and suggested she attends the vote the way she has for four years in the Senate. Nothing will change about my values and my behavior. Okay, good. Okay, good. And a lot of her stuff is very left of center, I'll just tell you. But I got to tell you also that she's been very valuable, not necessarily for the Republican Party, but to some degree for freedom in the country. She was not down with the things like the filibuster. All right? Uh, it looks like uh, she could be a pivotal swing vote in the 50-50 chamber. Well, Joe Manchin has been a pivotal uh, swing vote in the chamber in the last 50 years, uh, two years, and so has she. Cinema would not address whether she will run elect for re-election in 2024, informed uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of her decision on Thursday. Oh, why don't we see her anywhere on the uh, chart of possible uh, Democrat candidates for 2024? I wonder why that is. wonder why that is. She said she's never really fit into a box of any political party. A description uh, she also applies to her fiercely independent state of Arizona and millions of unaffiliated voters across the country. Cinema has a long-established iconoclastic reputation. She becomes, she competes in Ironman triathlons, moonlighted at a uh, Napa Valley winery, and often hangs out on the GOP, B, hmm, GOP side of the aisle during four votes. I'm, uh, I know, how crazy is that? So uh, that's kind of, uh, uh, kind of a big deal. And uh, for that, we're going to play this. Kristen Cinema theme song from Jim Gossett. 
The Democrat party she's left for good. That cinema girl. <laughs> Fed up with Schumer and Sleepy Joe. On principle, she sometimes stood. That cinema girl. The only song by Neil Young I ever really liked. She's mostly liberal, but sometimes not. At least she dumped the Democrats. <laughs> that cinema girl. I liked Heart of Gold, I guess. It's about it. Unlike Mark Kelly, some stones she's got. And on her ankles, a pair of taps. That cinema girl. <laughs> nice. You know that Manchin should do the same. He won't. Leave the party and show some guts like cinema girl. Now. But Joe Manchin talks a good game. Yeah, he does. And winds up kissing liberal fucks unlike Cinema Girl. Yeah, but he's made himself very, 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 very rich. So, uh, you know what? At least she is principled, right? At least she is principled. And uh, uh, let me see. I think I've got, actually, this is her... Uh, this is her announcement on line. I'll play a little bit of this. It's like a two-minute-long video. I probably won't play the whole thing. We make decisions about what's best for ourselves, our family, and our community. And so we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, is this a Republican idea or is this a Democratic idea? Is this liberal or is this conservative? That's not how Arizonans think. What we think about is, what's right for my family? What's right for my community? What's right for my future? There's nothing better than waking up in Arizona. Nothing. Whether you're waking up in Bisbee or Phoenix or Prescott, you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, I live in a place where I can be whoever I want to be. What I love about serving is that I get to hear from Arizona. There you go. All right, so that's a little uh, announcement from, well, it's, it's more of a, I guess, institutional ad for Kristen Cinema. And uh, she lives in a state where the uh, election results, I mean, highly questionable. In fact, I'll go ahead and say it. I believe that the uh, governor's race was uh, stolen. Not afraid to say it because you know what? Uh, big social media can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can have an opinion now. Have you, uh, have you been on uh, Twitter later? Uh, lately, I should say. It's, it's definitely changed, right? Now, have you noticed a giant increase in anti-Semitism and racism and all that stuff? Because Adam Schiff, who's a, a weaselly uh, something or other, who literally helped to uh, create this January 6th committee, who's gone after Donald Trump, who's been wrong about everything, including Russian disinformation. He's a sleaze bag. He tweeted, uh, slurs against black people have tripled. Slurs against women up 33%. Uh, half the users on Twitter are women, you moron. Slurs against Jewish people are up 61%. Slurs against gay men up 58%. These numbers are abysmal and unacceptable. Uh, none of that's true. Here's what Elon Musk tweeted back. False hate speech impressions are actually down by one-third for Twitter now versus prior to acquisition. And it's true. And, you know, you've got the federal government now saying, hinting, just kind of trial ballooning the possibility of uh, investigating Elon Musk and Twitter. Yeah. Wow. 
everything the deep state, big social media, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, everything they have said in the last three years at least is disinformation, misinformation, or false. Also, any questionable narrative they've had about uh, Donald Trump, uh, about January the 6th, about COVID, they are all completely questionable. They are all completely open to investigation. And I believe in every case, we will show that this cabal that I have mentioned worked together to force thought to shut down opposition. It is remarkable. It's going to get so big you won't be able to handle it. It'll be so big that you are... As I mentioned the other day, Elon Musk is like the uh, Patrick Henry of 2022. Elon Musk, he will be the character who is, uh, as Van Jones said of uh, Brittany Griner, th this will be a, a decade, what, uh, something we remember decades from now. It'll be a defining moment of this decade. No, nobody will remember Brittany Griner's name next year at this time. They won't. Will they remember Elon Musk? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this will be gigantic. What about the election in 2022? What about all of these things? What about all of these things that I mentioned on the show? What about banning people like uh, Donald Trump and Steve Bannon and it happened all over? It didn't just happen at Twitter. <laughs> what about questioning of the election results for 2020? Why, why, why couldn't you say that now we just have some questions? I'd like to be investigated. No. What about, uh, I don't know, uh, where, where COVID came from? Why couldn't I say that on social media? Why couldn't I bring that up on social media? Why couldn't I say things about January the 6th? Why couldn't I ask why the doors were open up? Why couldn't I ask about Nancy Pelosi turning down the National Guard? Why couldn't I ask why Ashley Babbitt was killed and whether she was murdered? Why could I not ask about Ray Epps on big social media? How was Joe Biden able to shut down the Freedom Convoy in Canada and... We weren't able to talk about the Freedom Convoy in the United States coming to Washington, D.C. <clears throat> Why haven't we been able to say anything that is counter to those who promote global warming and climate change? Why could we not say that Kyle Rittenhouse was innocent or the Covington Catholic kids were? Why couldn't we talk about hydroxychloroquine? Why couldn't we talk about defunding the police and what a disaster it was? Why couldn't we say that Black Lives Matter was a scam? Because there's only one central authority who can put out the talking points that everybody else carries. And that would be the government. It's policy. I believe with all my heart that this is going to come out in the wash. Unlike the dress that uh, Monica Lewinsky had. Okay, that was a cheap line. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Here is, uh, oh, yes, oh, this is interesting. I'll just start, I'll start with this because uh, we now know with regard to the, uh, the Twitter files, we're calling them the Twitter files, has revealed that many tools the company executives employed to blacklist and shadow ban conservative voices were being used. On the other side of this break, I'll tell you who was censored. I'll tell you why they were censored. 
they were censored. And uh, how badly it has damaged so many people. It's not just about opinion. It's also about shutting down criticism of very, very dangerous and deadly policies. And your phone calls as well, 800-922-6680. I know I've got some people on the line, so hold on. I'll get to you as soon as possible. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's The Rob Carson Show. Before we get into, I should say, the... uh, the uh, uh, the the meat and potatoes of this uh, Twitter cabal and uh, its uh, tentacles extending into every amount of uh, freedom of expression uh, whatsoever. I, I just want to play a little bit from the president yesterday, real quick, about Brittany Griner being released in exchange for one of the worst war criminals in the uh, in the twentieth century, actually the twenty first century. We never forgot about Brittany. We've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, who's been on. Unjust- Okay, it kind of froze up. Hold on one second. Uh, basically, he said that uh, he didn't have a choice, did not have a choice at all. Now, here's the problem, and you heard this echoed by Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, apparently, NBC News issued a report contradicting the Biden administration's official narrative concerning the government's prisoner swap with Russia. This is according to The Blaze. Uh, apparently, uh, hoping no one would notice, the news organization quickly changed its original report without signaling it had done so. Done so. <clears throat> What they originally said was that it was a choice between uh, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan, and the administration chose Griner, okay? They first reported that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Griner or Whelan, and now they have contradicted that. Without issuing an editorial note, NBC News made a stealthy change to the article. Now it reads, the Kremlin ultimately gave the White House the choice of either Griner or no one after different options were proposed. So even as they are being exposed as uh, literally being tools of the state, they continue to be tools of the state. Don't you just find that kind of uh, kind of amazing, right? Uh, let's go to uh, Charles in uh, Middle River real quick here. Charles, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. First, I'd like to thank you for the good job you're doing. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, my wife and I, last night we were watching Rob Schmidt. Yes. And it was about this grinder person. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this person's voice. Okay. But, um, we were just listening to her, and you mentioned before about maybe that she may or may not be a real lesbian, that she may be a trans or whatever. No, no, no. I just I was making a joke after something I saw on on uh, online. But do, do you? I really don't. It, I I really think it could be possibly true. We well, never yeah. heard we never heard her speak before. I, I'm saying her. You know, what I'm saying lightly. Okay. It sounded like um, the deepest voice I've ever heard out of a woman. Yeah. And then we noticed um, uh, we just saw the handcuffs down by. I don't want to get too, uh, but down yeah, by, no, the you know, front area, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so you, um, you, what you're saying? Well, let's just you, you think Brittany Griner is a dude, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um, no one really wants to speak of it, but yeah. um, it wouldn't surprise me, being you know how woke the W 
NBA is. Well, and also we got a lot of guys who, you know, maybe. Oh, did you think maybe? Have you ever seen Shaquille O'Neal and her in the same room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. I just kind of bring it up because, yeah. I mean, if I, I just, uh, once I looked down below, I, I was convinced. Okay. All right. I mean, okay. Thank, thank, thanks for the call. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because, you know, I, I don't even want to think about Brittany Griner's uh, private parts. Uh, I think she is a, a woman. I'll, I'll just be honest. I do believe she is a woman. I think there is no doubt about it. It's just when you're seven feet tall. Yeah, you have a tall, you have a really big voice. You have a really, you have a very deep voice. Let's go to, <laughs> I don't know where the hell this show is going today. Uh, Frank in Pasadena. Hello there, Frank. Welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Glorious. What's up? Okay, uh, one thing in this in this about this uh, this grinder episode, yeah. uh, she cited that she was taking this drug uh, for her for health because of her sore muscles or something. Was yeah. there a prescription for that? Uh, no, it was hashish oil, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe that <clears throat> hashish oil is being prescribed in the United States. Uh, there is oh, medical so marijuana. Did, wait, wait a minute. I know medical marijuana is available. I guess maybe hashish is a derivative of marijuana. I would find it questionable. But go ahead. So how, so how arrogantly stupid do you have to be to take a drug like that yeah. without a prescription into yeah. a country that is like Russia? Well, it's because she's a, a spoiled, entitled millennial who uh, likes, and I'm not meaning to say this right. about all millennials, but the millennials were the first generation oh, to be completely immersed. Question, but. It, immersed in indoctrination from uh, youth through right. college. And so she has a, an arrogance and a hubris about her uh, that America sucks and th she thinks she can go overseas and have that same attitude about Russia. Right. She can she can whiz on the flag here and she can kneel during the national anthem without repercussions. She does anything in, like that in Russia, she's going to be thrown in jail. She uh, flouted their laws by bringing a, uh, a canister of uh, hashish oil into the country and uh, didn't get what, you know, Thought that she could probably get away with it like she does over here, but didn't. And she's paying the price for it. Uh, I will tell you, I'm glad that she was let go. I think there was an overpunishment for a menial crime. The real crime is, A, leaving behind Paul Whelan, and B, trading uh, the merchant of death for her, which is so yeah. beyond absurd. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Especially if there was actually a choice, like you alluded to, possibly, well, that's according to NBC, and NBC said it originally, and then they changed it. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they 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 made it. Th th that first headline, they said it was true. Headlines don't make it to publication unless there's evidence behind them, and then they changed it. So I would venture to say you should probably believe the first headline from NBC, which says the government was given a choice between Whelan and Griner, and they chose Griner. More on this coming up. Barbara, you hold on. You're next. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. About a week ago, Elon Musk uh, claimed that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections. Well, that's kind of weird. He also promised that Twitter 2.0 would be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed. Kind of funny, right? 
now that we find out that uh, <laughs> Barry Weiss, who is uh, releasing, she's the next uh, uh, chosen journalist to digest some of the things going on at Twitter and sharing to the public. Matt Taibbi was first. He's a left-leaning journalist from Rolling Stone that the media has tried to destroy. Presumably, they'll be going after Barry Weiss next. So revelations yesterday showed that several mainstream conservative voices from Charlie Kirk to Dan Bongino were shadow banned by the social media company under the rubrics of visibility filtering, or VF. At one point, Twitter even placed Stanford professor Dr. Jay Bhattacharya under the label Trends Blacklist for arguing that coronavirus lockdowns would harm children. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. Anyway, Twitter once had a mission to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nonetheless were erected. This is a little bit from uh, Jay Badashar. I believe was talking with uh, Laura Ingram last night about being, uh, what I'll say, uh, vindicated. It feels like some novel from the 1950s where um, the House Un-American uh, you know, Committee is like meeting to, to, uh, to decide. Oh, it was much bigger and much worse than that. I'd, uh, who to who to suppress and, and I, I'm some sort of like movie star from in Hollywood that they're blacklisting because I'm a communist or something. Uh, it's ridiculous and it really hurt public health. If we'd had an open discussion, Laura, the schools would not have closed in yep. the fall of 2020. Yep. If we had an open discussion, the lockdowns would have been lifted much earlier because yep. the data and evidence behind them was so bad. People died. People's lives were ruined. People committed suicide. Twitter, by suppressing scientific discussion... It wasn't just Twitter. ...harm science, harm children, and harm the American public. Uh, and I really do wonder uh, how I ended up on a black... I joined Twitter in 2021, in September 2021. Who, who told Twitter to put me on a blacklist? I really want to know. Huh. I don't know. Maybe the government that wouldn't let you say anything about possible other options for COVID and the same government that's covering up the origins of COVID. I'm just thinking out loud here. And uh, generally, no, actually, 100% of the time I'm right. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore on this Friday. Hello, Barbara. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about how great this show is taking off. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Barbara, hey, Barbara. Barbara, hold on. Could you hold on one just one second? I can hold on as long uh, as you want me to, baby. I just, I just heard the timer in the kitchen go off. My vindication is done. Uh, so what? <laughs> Okay. Yes, go ahead. Because I do do your kitchen show, too. Yeah, but I'm yeah, just saying, yeah. oh, yeah. my goodness. We're yeah. so excited. I'm getting texts about you being in New York. You are invigorated. You are invigorated in the Big Apple. And you, you know, know uh, Barbara, you know, here, here you can know, I just I tell you? That, <clears throat> let me tell you something. I just... Go, finish your thought, then I, because I really don't like this. It's like just, standing at a grocery store wanted, and deciding which somebody, which way somebody should go who's walking towards you. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, you know, because I told you I worked in the Chrysler building. I did, but that was because I had a lot of jobs. I was a Kelly girl, you know, and in New York at the oh, time, no. you know, back in the day, because yeah. I was working through my high school. Uh, which was a central commercial and Washington Irving, they had an internship. So I had a lot of assignments. 
And I was in the Chrysler building, but I think it might have been uh, Western Union or whatever. They needed to have some sub flights or whatever. But um, I just loved it that I am looking at New York vicariously through your eyes. I am so happy that you've gone to uh, Radio City. Because the first time I went to New York to, to Radio City was with the Girl Scouts. And the first play that I saw in New York was also with the Girl Scouts. We had when Girl Scouts was Girl Scouts. And we had big mothers who exposed us to culture yeah. in a great city. What and what I show did you what what show that. did you see? Barbara, what show did you see? Okay, so I'm gonna shut up now. What did you say? What what sh- are you not hearing me? What's what show did you see? Oh, Hello, Dolly. No, okay, there you, you know, go. You're going to make me date myself. You know what you need to <laughs> Well, Barbara, Barbara, I appreciate your um, your, your comments. You're going to make me date myself. Oh, geez. No, you know what? Uh, no, well, not at all. Bad, they... I'm telling you what, I saw some of the great shows, but that's not what I'm calling about today. I no. just want to thank you, and I'm so glad to see uh, uh, everybody at, at Newsmax. I watch Newsmax. I love Newsmax. And to see you getting your props there, I love it. I just wanted to say something because we can't ignore um, Miss Griner. Miss Griner, who said uh, she hated this country, who took a knee, who did not praise this country. I want to know, did she kiss the ground as soon as she got off that plane to San Antonio? And that's one thing. I would hope so. It was kind of funny. <clears throat> because they earlier they were uh, talking about I heard a news report and they they yeah. were watching the plane land and they said a very tall person was getting off the plane but they weren't sure it was her and I'm like uh, chances are if it's a uh, seven chances foot are it was her. yeah a seven chances foot black lesbian usually there aren't a lot of uh, seven foot black lesbians on one flight so I'm I'm assuming that's so, probably you her know there what? Barbara what uh, Ron if you have time I I just want to say this as yeah. uh, the, the wife of a retired lieutenant colonel in the military. I just want to say this. I am ashamed of the fact that a Marine was left behind. He should have been the focal point of all negotiations. And I kind of agree with Carrie Lake. When Carrie Lake said... And it's, uh, it's on her website, too. She said, if she were offered a chance to leave without Paul Whalen, she would have said, it's all of us or none. Yeah. And I'm telling you, yeah. that's exactly how it should have been. Yeah. You're exactly, exactly Barbara, you're, you're exactly right. You're that's, exactly that right. Takes, it, that takes real ball, not but, fake ball. Not but Barbara, way. Barbara, are you not hearing me? Barbara, um, Joe Biden also left behind hundreds of Americans in Afghanistan. Absolutely. So what do you expect? uh, This is what he always does. But right now, it is being blasted. And I also heard that this deal was made last week, but they waited until after the midterm election. This deal was already in the works. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Listen, Barbara, I appreciate you calling today, and I'm uh, really glad Have that. Have fun in New York. Have I fun did. in New York. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at New York vicariously through your eyes. 
and I just love it. I want you to go to the National Museum of History. I'd yeah. love for you to go to Master, uh, the Museum Barbara, of Barbara, hey, Barbara, just real quick. I, I already am back in the Midwest. I, 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 I'm back. Home? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to bring that up on the air. But, yeah, I just got back. So I, I, maybe I didn't make that clear. So I appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, I did get back. But I would love to go back. And being there energized the heck out of me. But, would I want to move there? Oh, no. No, not at all. But, uh, but I did get back. And, and I hope that what you did hear me talking about when I was there uh, maybe brought you there with me, and it sounds like it did. I was I was living vicariously through your eyes. Yes, <laughs> all right, all right, Barbara. I got to run, girl. You have a glorious day. If I don't talk to you before Christmas, have, Merry a, Christmas. have a great weekend, Rob. All right, you betcha. Yeah, I just got back. Maybe I didn't make that clear. I'm back in the cozy confines of my studio, right here in the middle of America. Yes, in lovely. Olathe, Kansas, the place you've never heard of before. All right, let's go to uh, Larry in Baltimore. Hello there, Larry. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? What's on your mind? Hey, Rob. Well, it's been a little while since we spoke. Uh, first, yeah. I want to thank you for uh, a few weeks ago uh, responding to something that I sent to you. It was a pleasant surprise. And your uh, opinion uh, fell in line with uh, all of the other opinions that I got on the same subject especially from people more familiar with the details. So I want to publicly thank you for responding to what I did send. Just tell me, tell me real quick what it was about, like in five words. It was words. a picture. It's a picture. Okay. I'm not sure which uh, okay. picture. Of, of someone uh, and, and me, okay? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. What's yeah. your next thought? It, 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 yeah, it wasn't in New York. It wasn't yeah. in Baltimore. And it wasn't in Kansas. Gotcha. Go ahead. Do you remember which one it was? I do, but go ahead with your next point. All right, okay. Yeah, it was in uh, Ghirardelli Square. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. San Francisco for people who haven't been there. Gotcha. All right, I want to make things easier for you. <laughs> yes, One sir. of these days, we're not going to be talking about this, this prisoner exchange, all right? And I'm going to give you an exit strategy that only consists of five words. When you want to pull the plug on the topic, and sooner or later you will, and this will be a way for you to get out gracefully. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Five words. Go. A boot for a butte. Oh, that's what a boot for a butte? Is that what we did? That's that's it. <laughs> which but one's yeah, the butte and which one's the brute? <laughs> or the boot? <laughs> I, 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 I flip a coin if you can't figure it out. All right, bro. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Claude in Arbutus. Claude, welcome to the show. What's up, bud? Hello, Claude. And Claude is not there. All right. That's all right. That's all right. We, 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 these things happen. I do want to, uh, I, uh, and I will gracefully segue from uh, Brittany Griner because I'm kind of done with her today. We've still got an hour and 15 minutes of the show. And I have got a lot of stuff I want to get to with regard to Twitter. And I believe, and it will be found out, that it wasn't just Twitter. Because when Twitter decided to ban speech about someone or ban speech about something, the mainstream media also followed suit. Facebook also followed suit. YouTube also followed suit, as did the Democrat Party and the left-leaning uh, deep state of Washington, D.C. So we had a censorship operation in play in the United States, it's still there, by the way, that the Soviet Union would be envious of. Them. 
They would be envious of what happened here. And here we have a First Amendment. It's crazy. All of the crazy details about this. Coming up on the other side of this break, this is The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. Let me ask you point blank. Does Twitter censor the content of its users? Does it hide what it would consider inflammatory comments, whether they be social or political? Absolutely. Let me ask you point blank. Does Jack Dorsey saying absolutely not. This is a couple of years ago, and it was a gigantic lie. It was a gigantic lie. We're going to find out more. Right now, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry are in the middle of a lawsuit, Missouri versus Biden. And it is going to detail the deep state collaboration with big tech to censor and manipulate Americans, uh, news outlets, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, the 2020 election integrity, COVID-19, COVID-19 vaccine skepticism, everything that I have said in the last two years that uh, has been censored. When, uh, When I said if big tech, the mainstream media and the Democrat Party all say something you believe is disinformation. It means they're trying to shut you down. And uh, pretty much everything that I've said on this show for as long as you've been listening has been 100% true. 100% true. Do you know why? Because I'm not stupid. And neither are you. I'm tired of being played by these idiots. I'm tired of being manipulated by these idiots. And I'm tired of having to defend myself against their idiocy. It's ridiculous. We know that Dan Bongino and Charlie Kirk and others were visibility filtered with regard to Dan Bongino. He was on a trends blacklist, which would mean that he could not boost any of his posts or be seen. I mentioned Stanford's Dr. Jay Batichera was shut down. He said lockdowns would harm children. He was right. And what happened? Children have been irreparably harmed. I told you we're going to have to have a Nuremberg trial with regard to what happened in COVID. And I would venture to say that it becomes about this. And COVID is just a part of it. Yesterday, we found that the uh, next round of of information from Twitter about their shutdown of free speech was shared with journalist Barry Weiss, who shared it on social media. Barry Weiss profiled efforts by Twitter executives to censor accounts like Libs of TikTok. Yeah. All Libs of TikTok did was play videos of absurd leftists without commentary. Twitter safety director, uh, executive Yoel Roth, who quit after Elon Musk acquired the company, wondered why, defended the platform's fateful decision to censor the Christian satire site The Babylon Bee for calling transgender HHS secretary Dr. Rachel Levine, a man. He said, we have seen from a number of Twitter accounts, including libs of TikTok, notably that there are orchestrated campaigns that particularly single out a group that is already particularly vulnerable within society. So it's not, uh, is not only not funny, but it is dangerous. No, it's satire. You jerk. It's satire. 
This is Elon Musk about a week ago talking in a, uh, a Zoom call about what's coming, uh, releasing all of the uh, what we call the or he calls the Stasi files, uh, the the internal deliberations, communications and whatnot that shut down free speech on Twitter. Yeah, I was just wondering if all all accounts that were requested to have things taken down by the DNC and by the Biden campaign, even ones that have nothing to do with the Hunter Biden laptop, if they will also be released. Yes, um, the uh, intent is to release uh, all the files. Um, so it's not like anything that's hidden or anything. Yeah, we can yeah, hear you yeah. now. Yeah, you cut out. Yeah, you cut out for a second. Yeah. You were answering. I mean, I think this is, you know, this is like whatever Stasi files or um, Stasi files. You know, truth and reconciliation, like Nelson Mandela would say. You know, it's it's if you want reconciliation, there must be truth. Wow, he even quoted Nelson Mandela. This guy is going to be a transformative figure in American history and world history. Yeah, unlike what Van Jones says about uh, Brittany Griner, who's a vape-smoking uh, uh, WNBA player who nobody ever heard of who's at the end of her career. Uh, this is Miranda Devine of the New York Post. Now, you may recall that about two years ago, I said, a dissent is not disinformation. Remember that? Yeah, listen to this. Anything that was, um, you know, anybody dissenting against the Biden administration, uh, right. against federal agencies like the CDC, um, you know, anything, for instance, uh, I, I think a lot of this, I think Elon Musk is getting ahead of the revelations that we're seeing out of that incredible lawsuit being brought by um, Eric Schmidt, the Attorney General now, Senator-elect from uh, Missouri and the Attorney General of Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The feces meet fan, fan meet feces. Here's the only Democrat who said that this was going on. Ro Khanna talking about Twitter censorship during the election. Look, no one is saying, at least I'm not saying, that any of the sensational pictures or photographs concerning Hunter Biden should be out there. That's not what this was about. This was about a journalist a, at the New York Post writing an article about the situation. And there's no justification for suppressing that. Even if the source of that had gotten that information through something that was hacked, that that was the case of the Pentagon Papers. Oh, there you go. And so the FBI should explain uh, what they were doing and what the rationale was. Uh, I certainly hope that and, and expect that they weren't trying to do it uh, to, to bias Twitter against for against uh, or for a particular candidate. We need to do everything we can now to support Elon Musk and Twitter now that he's in charge. This is uh, Sorab Amart of Compact Magazine talking about the uh, the collusion in the censorship cabal. In 2020, obviously, I, I was working at the New York Post. That confluence of corporate, big tech, deep state. Okay, what did I say? If um, the mainstream media, big social media, and the, the Democrat Party say something is disinformation, it means they know you're right. He's working at the New York Post. That confluence of corporate, big tech, deep state, blue check media all working together, you saw that. 
in a way, it was sort of more terrifying because that you, there's no center of power. You can say, hey, it's this one person. We can appeal through this recognized process, which is why, Tucker, I think we need, we need to still insist on Section 230 reform. I won't get into the details, but basically the reason Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all these others get to get away with this is that because of a law in the 1990s that was designed to help them censor things like pornography. It's called the Communications Decency Act. They're using that, they're abusing that now to act like publishers, but without bearing any of the uh, traditional publishers' liabilities. And by the way, when I talk about the deep state, I'm also talking about, well, the FBI. The FBI actually worked with big social media to throw the 2020 election with regard to the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI worked with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to pay for a Russian dossier in an attempt to establish a uh, a narrative of Russia collusion between Donald Trump and Russia to uh, get to beat Hillary Clinton in the 2016 race. We found out that it was bought and paid for by the FBI, Hillary Clinton, and the DNC. So uh, you could say definitely that the FBI is knee-deep in this. And uh, this is illegality, by the way. This is illegality. People need to go to jail for life. When is the FBI just going to stay out of elections and let we the people decide? Because remember, in 2016, it was Trump-Russia. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, it was suppression of the Hunter Biden story. 2022, 91 days before the midterm elections, they raid President Trump's home. And now, just two weeks ago, three days after he announces he's running, what are they doing? They special counsel to harass him. That's five elections. Now, remember about a year ago, I said that things were going to get insane before the midterms. There was going to get all sorts of stuff going to go. It was going to get nuts. Donald Trump's home being raided. Uh, you know, all of the all of the nonsense that happened to us in the last few months. Uh, I told you it was going to get crazy. And was I right? Yeah, I was 100 percent right. 100 percent right. All of the crap that they were going to pull. This is a little bit more from Jim Jordan. Uh, oh, oh, and what you didn't know is that, you know, that James Baker was uh, uh, a higher up in the FBI, legal counsel. He helped to create the Russia collusion hoax. He's one of the authors of it. He was let go, and he was hired by Twitter, where he did the same thing. And Elon Musk just fired him. And now we're learning the central player is a guy who, when he was at the FBI as chief counsel, he was involved in the Trump-Russia spying. Thick as thieves all that all that baloney he was the guy that took the information from zussman clinton's lawyer about the alpha bank uh, bank hoax and, and scam. that was a lie too and then he goes to twitter suppresses the information in 2020 right, but what are fbi whistleblowers telling us they're telling me what this is on fox business by the way i was just describing is represents the hierarchy of the fbi and one whistleblower one fbi agent who came to us as a whistleblower said the fbi needs to be dissembled broken up may be reinvented at about one-tenth of its present level. And rotten at the core, at the Washington field office, at the upper echelon. Or just gotten rid of, like the DHS. ...of the FBI. That's what they're telling us. Not one, multiple whistleblowers have told us that. One whistleblower who went to Senator Grassley said this individual, Timothy Tebalt, who was the top official at the Washington field office in the FBI, is the guy who was partially responsible for suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And Timothy Tebow, he just left the FBI a couple months ago on a Friday afternoon. We had a different whistleblower mention that same name and say he was also an agent who was who was pressuring uh, other agents to label all cases as domestic violence extremists. Oh, there you go, going after Trump supporters. Again, completely state-sponsored. So politics runs rampant at the Washington field office. That's what we got to uncover. Get all the facts out there. 
so that we can change it and stop it. And also, by the way, you may recall that 50 high-ranked intelligence officials all came out to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. And that was a giant freaking lie. And they knew it. You had 51 former intel officials, Clapper, Brennan, and 40, 49 others who signed that letter that says this has all the earmarks of a Russian misinformation operation. Not one little earmark. Baloney. It they w- made it up. was true. So when, when the FBI comes in weekly and talks to these social media players, platforms and they did they went to twitter they went to facebook they directed their content with that being the context of course they're going to keep that information from getting to we the people again just days before the most important election we have that's the problem the the the, here's the situation now with democrats they don't believe in the first amendment democrats now say if you don't if you don't agree with me you're not supposed to talk you're not supposed to share information if you do we're going to call you all kinds of names that's what or we're going to suppress it and that's what happened here And what we're going to do now is we are going to uh, ridicule them, and then we are going to make sure that they are held accountable. Now, we've got a little bit more on this, and i got a ton of stuff. Oh, did you know the uh, non-binary drag queen, Sam Brinton, who's in charge of nuclear waste for our federal government? Uh, Arrest warrant. Apparently, he stole more than one bag off a carousel. He's got some serious baggage. We'll have details on that in your phone calls, including uh, Chris. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. When all you want for Christmas... News. The news. The latest events. This is where we're at. News of the day. News, talk, sports, and not one word from Mariah Carey. Hi, it's Mariah Carey. That's enough. Put down the mic. What happens during the holidays? What's happening happens. What's happening right now? This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm in the Christmas spirit. How about you? Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, it's just kind of a cool time of the year, right? I mean, it is. They're pretty lights out. I, I flew in when I flew into Kansas City. It was really cool to fly above neighborhoods and see, uh, it, it, even from, you know, 20, 30,000 feet up, see red and green lights in neighborhoods. It was really, uh, it was really, really cool. Uh, I hope that you have a marvelous Christmas and Hanukkah and uh, a wonderful holiday season and new year. Uh, kind of interesting. Now, we just had uh, stage two of the Twitter release yesterday from Barry Weiss saying that a lot of uh, conservatives have been shadow ban, shut down, et cetera, including people who would speak out against the orthodoxy from the government with regard to COVID. And it cost a lot of people lives, and it, it uh, cost a lot of children their mental health and their education. And this is all going to come out in the end. And today, I see this story, and there's a tweet from Ian Miles Chung. says here, so here's a question for Elon Musk and Barry Weiss. Were any political candidates, other, in the, other than in the U.S. or elsewhere, either in the U.S. or elsewhere, subjected to shadow banning while they were running for office or seeking re-election? That was last night. And what did Elon Musk say? He said yes. 
So, you know, that uh, midterm that you and I were really excited about, we were convinced that America was going to come to its senses, and, and we couldn't believe that when you had polls showing that uh, 75% of the American people believed the country was going in the wrong direction, that people would vote for Democrats, and, uh, and there wouldn't be this gigantic conservative wave. Remember that? Remember all that? Kind of puts that into question, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of make you think, huh, maybe you weren't wrong? Because we did end up getting 5 million more votes than the Democrats in the midterms. Thought you should know that. Everything should be questioned now. Everything. From COVID to CRT to transgender nonsense to election results. All need to be questioned. And there needs to be a peaceful revolution. Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth, Texas. Chris, good to hear from you, brother. How you doing this Friday? Hey, my man, Rob, uh, this is your man, Chris, in Fort Worth. The weather's kind of cloudy, still a cold wind from Maricopa. I got gotcha. two points. Yeah. Make them quick. One's great and humorous, but the other one's serious. This is a serious one. Elon Musk, I think he's becoming a great American hero in some ways. Uh-huh. He's releasing the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. He's releasing information on how Twitter was involved with the deep state FBI and uh, Biden. Uh, he's actually bringing to light stuff that's been suppressed for years and three election cycles. Mm-hmm. And I, I admire him. I never trusted him in the past. I wasn't sure about you know, the environmental crap and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he, he's a good guy, and I love him. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, what's the funny the way, thing? Okay, well, it's, it's actually too funny. You Simon Cowell me three, four weeks ago, and you didn't Simon Cowell Busters, number one. No, wait a minute. When you, did you sing? You, you tried to sing the other yeah, week, right? Yeah, But, hey, I'm not going to do that again. I promise you that. I promise you that. That's no, right. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is back in 89. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm working painting, and I'm, I'm hearing this radio because the coworkers workers they happen to be Rush Limbaugh. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to some rock and roll, you know. And uh, I started listening to it, and I go, holy crap, this guy's got a point. And it's, holy crap, this guy's funny. Holy crap, I like this guy. And that was a feeling I got. The first time I heard Rush Limbaugh, I started listening to him. That became an avid band fan. Yeah. I almost talked to him before he died, but we, the show ran out of time. And yeah. I cry about that now. I, know. I talked to uh, uh, Bo. But um, then, uh, just a few months ago, I'm watching Newsmax on a Saturday. And I see Rob Carson, what in the world? And Okay, let's get to, give this guy a try. I never heard him and suddenly I start saying, holy crap, this guy makes a good point. Holy crap, this guy's good. And on top of that, he's funny like Rush. He gave me the same feeling Rush gave me. Thank you, what do you think about Elon, brother? I got to tell you, um, you just made my day, first of all. Uh, you, I follow, listen, I, I follow in the footsteps of Rush Limbaugh, but I will never fill those footsteps. I'm just going to tell you, it's not possible. And I do mean that 100%. I know Rush, that. Rush Limbaugh Nobody. changed the world, my brother. Rush Limbaugh changed the world. And all but I can do is honor him it. every day. But if, if you know what? Here's the deal. A lot of people wanted to just forget like Rush Limbaugh ever existed when he passed away. Like there was some void that radio would have to return to its, its normal state and i said bullcrap because i started writing for rush when i was a kid in my 20s and i brought the funny to him he's a naturally funny person and he his legacy exists in this show as we we will not fill his shoes but by god in heaven i'll do my best every day to honor his legacy
and bring a product Amen. to the air that's that's powerful, not only makes a point, but also makes you laugh. So there you go. Yeah. And that's what you do. You gave me the same feeling then, and now I'm listening to you. You're never going to replace them, but you're the next best thing. All right, my brother. Have a glorious uh, glorious day, and, uh, and a Merry Christmas. We'll have you on again. we got much more to come up on the other side of this break at SUNY. Some funny stuff. Like the non-binary drag queen nuclear waste guru going to jail. That's coming up, the Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. So Elon Musk was asked last night on uh, Twitter, were any political candidates, either in the U.S. or elsewhere, subjected to shadow banning while they were running or office or seeking re-election? And uh, Elon Musk said in one word, yes. And so let's talk about the Arizona election. Carrie Lake saying she won. I believe her. Every election in Arizona, there's always problems to be found. Machines seem to go down. The worst offender is Maricopa. They did it again because the fix was in. They stole the race from Blake. They ripped off Cary Lake. One particular place really takes the cake. Maricopa, that crooked county. It was stolen. The fraudsters were paid a big bounty. That's my opinion. Maricopa, that screwed up county. Election stealing, Katie's dirty dealing. Maricopa, Carrie won't quit. And she's not going to. Here is uh, Carrie Lake yesterday. I believe this was Stephen Crowder talking about uh, the election and how she is not uh, seeding this election because, well, I don't know, the Secretary of State was in charge of the election. She's competing against Harry Lake. There were two board members on the Maricopa Board of Elections who actually created a PAC, a PAC-funded PAC to go against Harry Lake. All right. The secretary of state uh, was in charge of the election, was in charge of correcting the issues in the last election, which were questionable at best. She did not. And they were made worse. And I can go on and on and on. And I have also told you that if we allow this election to stand, then it's over, that it's absolutely over. Here's Carrie Lake. What happened in Maricopa County, if we allow this to stand, Stephen, we'll never have an election again. Nobody will ever show up and vote. I think that's why a lot of people didn't show up in Georgia. They saw what happened in Arizona and they said these elections are just, it's just a sham. Why should we show up? And I can't look into my children's eyes and say, well, I'm tired of fighting. I give up now. I'm done. I'm just exhausted. Right. This is, we're in overtime. We're in the big game. They expect you to throw up your hands. And even Tucker Carlson last night said they're trying to uh, make uh, voter fraud just so common you don't even care about it. But uh, I say BS. This is a Super Bowl. We're in overtime. You don't walk off the field in overtime. This is when it gets serious, and we're willing to fight because we've got something to fight for. We're right here. They're wrong, and they know they're wrong. I believe that Katie Hobbs, when she signed that certification, knows full well that she truly did not win this election, that there was so much funny business going on and shenanigans that she cannot 
fully declare herself the victim. No, she's, and, and, and I do think it's very telling that she largely has been threatening people behind the scenes, but in uh, you know the public eye, she's been as you know silent as a Church of Satan. Yeah, Church of Satan. There you go. <laughs> Here is a, a Mojave County Board member uh, talking about the fact that he was forced to uh, approve the election of Katie Hobbs. Um, I vote aye under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote aye or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Yeah, this is in America. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our form of self-government. I find that very disheartening. Oh, I think it's beyond disheartening. Here is uh, Dr. Stephen Turley, who I love to watch on YouTube, his channel, talking about the threat, the threat from Katie Hobbs uh, to uh, those who would uh, not certify her election. Katie Hobbs' office threatened to arrest Mojave County Board of Supervisors if they didn't certify the 2022 election by Monday's deadline. This according to documents obtained by the Daily Caller. The Mojave County Board of Supervisors were, of course, like many others, very concerned about the insane number of irregularities and interruptions that occurred throughout Maricopa County. On you know, I think that the uh, Arizona election was uh, was fraudulent. Say it with me. You ready? Because I'm not stupid. Election day, as well as the slow walking of results and stonewalling of handing over information. Weird how that happens. And precisely just how bad. It's like it's almost a plan, like they did it before. The election day disruptions and irregularities were. so. And apparently there was some, uh, I guess, some correspondence between the powers that be at Twitter and Katie Hobbs' campaign. This according to uh, Dr. Stephen Turley. The communications director for Katie Hobbs' Secretary of State office emailed an organization known as the Center for Internet Security, huh. an organization that deals with supposed online misinformation. Okay. The subject line in the email was election-related misinformation, and the email reads... I'm flagging this Twitter account for your review. Again, this is from Katie Hobbs, communications director. The misinformation department at CIS, the Center for Internet Security, <laughs> then forwarded the message along to an employee at Twitter, oh. writing, quote, please see this report below from the Arizona Secretary of State office. Please let me know if you have any questions. Twitter wrote back, thank you. We will escalate. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? And here's a little bit more from Stephen Turley and uh, about Katie Hobbs and her, uh, well, her uh, cabal, apparently, with big social media. About seven hours later, a Twitter employee wrote back, thank you, both tweets have been removed from the service. And interestingly, copied on this response was an employee at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is a branch under the federal government's Department of Homeland Security. Huh. The DHS, the same organization that created a Department of Disinformation. Wow. <laughs> I need to... Do you realize what you've been through? I mean, do you realize the hell that you've been through if you're our conservative in this country? I mean, you've been gaslighted by relatives for your beliefs. You've been called crazy for believing that schools should stay open, that masks were a bad idea, that there were problems with the COVID vaccine. I mean, it's, uh, 
it's really remarkable. It's 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 an it's an assault and it's and it's abusive. What's happened to you in this free country and and the people who've done it to you are just, I mean, it, it's it's remarkable. It really really is, and it, and it would have worked out, but uh, you know this billionaire came along. And uh, the billionaire was very popular before that, and and kind of like another billionaire was very popular in big, you know, in the, in the media and on television and everything. Everybody loved him. And then when he got political and he and he exerted a, you know, maybe kind of upset the apple cart with regard to uh, the the cabal that runs the information infrastructure of the country, then all of a sudden becomes very 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 uh, becomes the enemy, and uh, must be destroyed. But I have a feeling that things are going to get a whole lot bigger and a whole lot uglier. And a lot of truth is going to come out. And hopefully some people will go to jail. And one of the things that's going to help this is the attorney generals of Missouri and Louisiana suing the Biden administration. The DHS, the FBI, DOJ, Jen Psaki, Anthony Fauci, HHS, Javier Becerra, other federal agencies colluding with big tech to censor Americans across the nation. And you know this through elections man oh man all the times you were told you can't believe that you're crazy you're a conspiracy theorist you're a denier you say that to me in your face I'm gonna put my hand in your face I'm gonna shove you just just shut up shut up unreal Kind of funny, uh, Biden's non-binary uh, non non drag queen nuclear waste guru, Sam Brinton, by the way, who said some, nothing about policy, has said not a dang thing about policy, been put in charge of the nuclear waste, right, of the country, has said nothing about it, but is more than willing to show up wearing a, you know, a dress with his mustache and his shaved head and, uh, and high heels and a dog collar leading around. You know, really sick, man. And I don't care what you do in your private time, but honestly, grow up. Put a suit on and become a professional. Don't go to spanking seminar. Are you out of your nut? So this uh, this this tool uh, apparently has been uh, hit with a warrant uh, warrant for uh, uh, stealing luggage from an airport in Vegas. So he stole uh, a bag from Minneapolis, just grabbed it, walked out. Uh, the authorities called him. He said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Went ahead and traveled with the bag, discarded the contents from a mother and her son when they were on vacation, and just decided to keep the bag. Just decided to keep the bag. Apparently did it again at, uh, at uh, Harry Reid International Airport. And the most shocking thing about that story is that they named an airport after that scumbag, Harry Reid. I know. I, I feel like I need to have a shower once I walk through that, uh, through that airport. Here's a report about Sam Brinton, the uh, non-binary drag queen nuclear waste guru. If I can get it to play. Hold on one second. Try it again. Hold on. It's, for some odd reason, not playing. I promise you it's really good. And been issued there we for are. Sam Britton, a deputy assistant secretary in the Biden administration. Now, he's accused of a similar crime in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. This is a developing story. Okay. This is what happens when you put children in adult jobs. This is what happens when you put a, a cartoonish buffoon in charge of an adult job, and this person would rather uh, show off his flamboyance and his lifestyle than his skills doing whatever he does. <sighs> oh, here's a, this is another one. This is <laughs> this is this is crazy. Does your uh, daughter have an American Girl doll? 
I remember I, I used to hear about American Girl Dolls in the 90s. I was working with the morning show in Minneapolis, and uh, Kim Jeffries, her daughter, uh, Addie, was a big American Girl fan. And uh, now the American Girl Company, which I believe is owned by Mattel, I'll, I'll uh, make sure that I know. But anyway, American Girl sold millions of books of dolls to American girls for 40 years, has released a book that teaches girls that they may not, in fact, be girls after all. If you're considering getting a, an American Girl doll or product for your kid, or if, if your kid has told it to Santa Claus, don't get this book. And if you haven't ordered yet, cancel your order. Do like we did to Disney and Comedy Central and Facebook and shut them down for this crap. Okay? So uh, they've got this, uh, uh, you know, uh, this new guide to teach girls to embrace their bodies and their natural beauty unless they occasionally feel uncomfortable with their bodies in which they could consider taking medicine to delay the natural puberty process or indulge whims to change the way they look entirely. It's a smart girl's guide body image. It promotes various forms of exercise, including historical shifts in beauty standards, claiming that racism still uh, determines who appears in the media and entertainment. Oprah Winfrey, really, really, really? And encourages those with disabilities not to let such disabilities prevent them from participating in fun and interesting activities. I'm down with that. However, the book also presents a section called Gender Joy. In that section, the book lies to young readers and teachers that doctors assign a baby's gender based on body parts, implying that the association between gender and sex or organs is either slightly arbitrary or perhaps even misleading. Cancel your American girl order. Put this division of this company out of business. The section of this book also takes pains to define woke terms like cisgender, transgender, and non-binary. Though the book is pitched to young girls between 3 and 12, it claims in this section that some girls in that age range already know for sure that they are trans or non-binary. This crap is in the American Girl book, A Smart Girl's Guide Body Image. I got a little bit more, and also uh, Mercedes Schlapp comments about this on the other side of the break. But we have to do the same things that we have been doing to those companies who decide to want to go down this incredibly destructive and dangerous road, this dangerous propagandist road, and we're not going to take it. There you go. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. So the American Girl book is called A Smart Girl's Guide to Body Image. And uh, the book recommends that s girls uh, should uh, alter their clothing and adopt new pronouns to fit, you know, their chosen gender uh, or their hidden gender behind their physical femininity. The book encourages some of the young girls to consult a doctor who might prescribe puberty blockers, euphemistically preferred to in the book as medicine to delay puberty and so that they can continue to wrestle with their so-called gender identity. Perhaps the most insidious aspect of this section, though, is the implication that young girls should distrust loving parents or grandparents who reject the concept of gender identity. It says in the book, literally, and this is why American Girl needs to go out of business now. If you don't have an adult you can trust regarding your gender identity, there are organizations across the country that can help you. It then directs girls to a list of preferred organizations on another page. This is the same sort of crap that's being taught in schools. Americans are, American Girl Dolls, your company is now dead.
to parents who love their children. This is Mercedes Schlapp talking about uh, the American girl and their uh, woke uh, agenda. It's hard enough for any girl to go through puberty, for any teenager to go to puberty. Add to that the pressure of adding this confusion on your body image, on if you don't you know, look a certain way, well, that means you should probably think about medically changing your body. It's sick and twisted. And the mere fact that you have a company that parents and so many children have enjoyed through the years, as my daughter said, as I talked to her about this article today, she said, you know, it's about the classics. I mean, it's a classic company. You know, I like I've enjoyed reading those books. I've seen the movies. They were. Do you realize how fragile that uh, kids are and girls are? And then you do this. Are you out of your mind? How evil are you? By the way, Mattel, which owns American Girl, began selling a transgender Barbie doll earlier this year. Yeah. She has pink hair in her biopic. Aims to improve diversity in the children's publishing industry. Claims to cohabitate with a partner and lists her preferred pronouns in her LinkedIn profile. American Girl and Mattel. Put them out of business. Put them out of business. All right, here's something funny. You ready for this? So there's this rapper, and uh, he decided to uh, talk about, you know, a lot of times when you see rap videos, talks about all the money and the bling and the, you know, I'm going to sound like an old guy who doesn't listen to, you know, rap music, although I do. I was raised on uh, a lot of uh, the original uh, fathers of rap, by the way, Run DMC and and, uh, Tone Loke and uh, who else? Uh, I can invent a bunch of them that I want to get into right now, but uh, uh, Public Enemy, you know those. Uh, Anyway, Memphis rapper Nuke Bizzle uh, apparently jailed for six years. A lot of times you see the videos, they'll have money in the the club or in the back of a limo, and there'll be raining money, and there'll be guns and all that. You know the the videos, you know the videos. It happens with with a lot of rock videos, too. I'm not going to exclusive, just go after rappers, but in this case. This guy, he decided he'd get on and brag about the $700,000 that he got Defrauding COVID, defrauding the government. Yeah, here's a little bit of his song. I mean, this is literally, this is Nuke Bizzle, who uh, the reason why he got arrested and he's going to jail is because he he sang about it. He sang about it. Here's his song. He's bragging about doing my swagger for EDD. EDD is uh, government money, uh, COVID money for um, uh, for relief. You know, 2020, the unbelievable. This guy sounds like you could, you know, he'll have a cure for cancer. He's so smart. Well, anyway, he's going to jail. Old Duke Bizzle. Yeah, he says, my swagger for EDD holds up a stack of envelopes from EDD, revealing his plans to go to the bank with a stack of these, presumably a reference to the prepaid debit cards that come in the mail for COVID relief. So go ahead and spend that money in prison there, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, going to jail for six years. Uh, His name, by the way, is uh, Frontel Antonio Baines, known as Nuke Bizzle, and he for shizzle (laughs) is going to jizzle. That sounded weird. And we'll come back to the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. If you get a 
chance to subscribe to the podcast. That would be huge. We want to bring those numbers up. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, and you can find all the digital platforms for that. I would really appreciate it. Also, follow me on social media, particularly Twitter. Let's try and get the social media Twitter following up above about a million. What do you say? At Rob Carson on Twitter. Have a glorious weekend with your families. God bless you. Our first responders, the unborn. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then, guys. Yeah.